Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I am with Joanne and Carol today. And ladies, you have a guest. We do, and we're so excited. It's always fun to have a newcomer around the table and a new topic for us. So we're excited today. Carol, what do you think? I'm just so glad that Jason Miller can be with us today. And Jason's been a good friend for a long time, and uh, you too, Joanne. Mm -hmm. And and um, we're just so glad to have him here today to join in the conversation with us around the table. You know, this week we're going to be talking a lot about heaven. Um, and, I, you know, heaven looks different when someone that you dearly love has mm. departed and gone there. Uh, there's just a different curiosity about what's heaven like. I remember when my father died, I just wanted to buy anything I could find about heaven. I was reading books. I was searching scripture. I wanted to know where did my dad go, you know. And I think when you understand what heaven is, you realize that the person that who has left here is there and you're going there too, and it makes it a temporary separation. And it brings such peace when you understand that the goodbye that you said here is not forever. You know, it's more of like, I'll see you later. And it just brings such peace when you understand that. And knowing that you are ready to go there too is so important. Um, I just saw a sign that said, if everyone living could talk to everyone who has departed, everyone would be saved. Because if those who have gone ahead of us could tell us where they're at and what they see and what they're experiencing, we would all make the right choice because it would be so clear. And so I am just looking forward to this today. Um, Jason uh, recently had an experience where his father passed away and some conversation was taking place. And it makes heaven... Like I said, it just makes it real because you can see and hear some of the things that are happening. Carol, have you, do you have any loved ones that have passed on, close people, that you understand what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I remember when my father-in-law passed away, just having that sense that not only do I have a loved one who's close to me, someone who loves me like so much there in heaven that's cheering for me, but it made me want to live my life in such a way here now, not to waste any time. It mm-hmm. just, you realize how, I realized how how precious time is mm-hmm. and how we need to make the most of the time that we have here in trusting God for the things that we're going through now and that one day all those things will be gone mm-hmm. the the tears will be wiped away and so it just it's an exciting thing to think about that someone that you love and is close to you has gone before mm-hmm. and is in that great cloud of witnesses and that we have opportunity now here now to trust God for what the way that we're living, mm-hmm. for the life that we have. Yeah. I love that great cloud of witnesses. I often think of that because I always think when someone passes away and they enter through those gates, who is there to greet them? Yeah. And I've thought so much about some of the people from our early church, you know, that were such a part of our lives for so many years that passed away years ago. People I had kind of forgotten about, and I'm thinking, man, they're very much alive. 
You know, Absolutely. they are there. They were there yeah. to greet my father when he yeah. came. He was their pastor. And you're right, Joanne. There's so much comfort in that. You know, I I have a son and a granddaughter in heaven, uh, but my my uh, in-laws are there. And I, I often picture the moment they stepped into heaven, there was grandma ready to meet him. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't meet them here on earth, but they're spending eternity together. I can't mm-hmm. wait to get to the party. Well, and the, the word eternity, that is such a big word because for us, we can't comprehend what eternity is. You know, eternity has always existed. But the day that you got saved, your eternity began. I mean, your your life um, with with God, with with Jesus began, and it's for an eternity. And it that is, I mean, how do you describe that? How, how do you wrap your mind around an eternity? But we know it's going to be great. It, it's going to be a good time. And I kind of looking forward to going myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so interesting that you say that, Joanne, because one of the things I've also heard, and I, I think that's true, eternity does start now. Yes. Like when mm-hmm. when yes. we have that relationship with God, then eternity isn't like something we're waiting for. Right. It's like our eternal self starts now and our body will die, but our spirit mm-hmm. is eternal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we can get that, it's the body that dies and it's their presence, it's the presence of that person here on earth that we miss. But it's not that the person, it's themselves is gone. I mean, exactly. they're still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, guys, I just want to say, I, I'm, I apologize, Jason, you've got three women here yakking their heads <laughs> off and we haven't even had a chance to get you to say hello. Hello, Jason. I'm happy to meet you. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me in today. It's it's really just an honor to come in and to be able to talk about a topic that is has new meaning for you, doesn't it? Has tremendously new meaning for me. And and we had, um, yeah, we just had a a great experience with my dad and um, what he experienced in his trans transition. And Mm -hmm. Joanne, that's what you talked about. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what heaven became such a a real. It's a real place. A real place to me and to recognize and be a, next to him during his transition and then the gift that God had given us of um, what he was able to share. It's, it was a just an eye-opening experience and kind of a, a perspective-changing experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. People talk about the thin veil that, you know, really we, we live on earth and we deal with the physical. And it's sad to say that we like totally, absolutely overlook the spiritual, which is around us and active every single minute of every single day. And that's sad to me. Mm-hmm. And I and I confess that I I can be that way. That I I'm I'm dealing with the realities of life and the physical material things that I see. But but it's almost as if you can reach your hand through that thin veil, mm-hmm. and e- eternity is truly just that close. Mm-hmm. It the is. spiritual world, oh, I think the spiritual that. realm, is just yes. that close. I think of those things all the time because I'm constantly thinking about what angels are in the room right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know what spiritual things are happening around me. What you know what is heaven saying about our recording today? Yeah. You know, uh, and you know then then you think about like if they could interject, what would they tell us that we need? You know, what, what would they like for us to know? Um, I, I just think it's such an exciting topic, and there's just so much promise in heaven. There's just so much, you know, we've always known heaven is real. We've always known that there is a heaven. I mean, that's one of the things we're living for. But, I mean, the reality of it, we still just, we can't, we just can't quite get it. Yeah, we get caught up in the day-to-day mm-hmm. and, and everything that's coming at us in a day, and like this radio program for me of where, you know, thought process and all that, and this is a, a great thing, great opportunity to talk, but it captivates my thoughts, and then... The great thing about this is then we're actually focusing on heaven and on eternity. And so mm-hmm. it gives that, reminds even in a a, um, a task-oriented mindset of, hey, I have to come in and we're going to talk and it's going to be great and we're going to have fun. 
but then there's also that eternal perspective in it mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, this reminds me of a verse uh, when we were talking about one day, you know, it's going to become clear. It says, uh, the Bible says that now we see things imperfectly, mm-hmm. like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. And so that's what you're talking about, that veil, and that we do. We see what's in front of us because we see so much with our with our physical eyes. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of our life. Like, we have a job to do. Yes. <laughs> and we've got people to be with. Mm-hmm. And so we, like, I, 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 t- I think about that sometimes that there's so much more. That there is that. Mm-hmm. There's a depth that mm-hmm. we... We have to, I think, be purposefully aware. Yes. Because it's so easy not to. Mm -hmm. Yes, and and that intentionality. It it reminds me of one of my favorite verses in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. It says, For this light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And we're living in the temporary as if mm-hmm. it was the eternal. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like we haven't, we haven't switched around and we have to remind ourselves intentionally that the, we're pilgrims. This is a temporary journey and our home is heaven. And the that's promised land. the promised land. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. All of us, every single one of us. So, um, with that mindset, I think that changes a lot about it the does. life you live here. Well, and I think it also changes the way you look at things around you. Because everything that you have, everything that you have worked hard to earn is all going to be gone. I mean, when you think about it, you know, it's like it's like we take such pride in the house that we have. We build a new home and we love the new home. And, and, and we just we work hard for nice furniture, a nice car, vacations or whatever. But those are all things that are here for us to enjoy, but we can't gear our life. I mean, that, that can't be our life. And it makes those things really just things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you get to the point where you look at things differently because they are temporary. They are just something that you're going to use while you're here. And let's face it, even while you're here, it's going to get old. You know, it's not always going to be new. And, and so it, it just brings a different perspective to the things that you own or the things that you're striving to get because they are just things. They are temporary. They are not part of my future. I'm not taking them with me. And in the future, when I see clearly, they will be worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that that reminder is so important as we, because we if we get caught up in the the material, in the things, then then I think Satan does kind of win that battle with us. Mm-hmm. Um because he's prevented us from doing the things that really matter for eternity. Um, you know, people matter for eternity, mm-hmm. not things. And we can get caught up in it being all about us and our life. And you know what I'm saying? So if we start looking inward like that, we're missing it. We really need to be looking outward and loving people. And mm-hmm. that that's what matters. That's mm-hmm. what's going to matter in eternity. Right. And I think, again, you know, when we start, just as you said, loving people, and we realize that, people are all going somewhere. Yes. Yes. They're all going somewhere. Exactly. And the day will come that every one of us will be on a deathbed. Every one of us is going to face eternity. And no one is exempt from that. One thing in life that is sure is death, you know? And so, um, 
you know, to, to just know that your home is secure and you know where you're going. It makes my heart break for the people who who don't know where they're going or don't seem to think that it's real or somehow think they're going to avoid or I'm not sure what they're thinking. But it breaks my heart for those people because eternity will come. Their eternity, that death will happen and a door will open. And, you know, we either walk into a, a promised land or we walk into things we don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I mean, it's, it's such a clear option. It's, and it's everybody's choice. Yeah. It's, it's a free choice. Um, so it is, it is just so important that we look at other people, right, and that we love people. The Bible tells us that love never fails. And so we are not to be out condemning and criticizing people. We're supposed to be loving on people so that they can see the love of God, that they want what we have. When, when someone that is close to you passes away, goes into heaven, lives in heaven now, you think more about heaven. Heaven becomes more real to you. It's, it's not as far off as it once was. Right. Yes. All of a sudden you care yeah. about what's going on in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. The, your curiosity, your everything is kind of heightened with that. So, I mean, I'm excited to learn more about heaven. I just think that's, there. It's, 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 in some ways it's such a mystery. In other ways, there are things that we know. Mm-hmm. You know, we know it's God's home. We know it's an awesome place. We, we know, know the pavement is made of gold. I mean, we, we just know it is going to be far beyond our imagination. And so uh, it's always fun for me to talk about heaven and what might be there. So, Well, I was just looking at some scriptures here. These are some things that we've heard uh, that we're familiar with. In Isaiah 11, it says that the cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like an ox. Uh, and when you think about wildlife and you think that wildlife is going to be in heaven, you know, sometimes people wonder, is my pet going to be in heaven? Well, I think there's maybe a chance. Uh, it says the infant will play near the cobra's den and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. I mean, these are things that, you know, we ha- we have heard. We- we're familiar with some of these scriptures and some of these things about what certain things that are happening in heaven or what it will be like. Um, but that is something that here on this earth you can't even... I mean, that would never happen. Um, but there's all kinds of uh, verses throughout the Bible uh, that give us a glimpse of heaven. In Isaiah 65, we see where it says, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. And that just reminds us again of that all the things that are so important to us now, you know, we, they're just, they're become our life. They're all going to be very unimportant. They're not even Mm. going to come to our mind. We're not going to go to heaven and say, oh, I miss my house. We're not going to go to heaven and say, oh, I love that new car I had. I mean, those things are going to be so trivial and so nothing. Yeah. Everything will change. Perspective will completely change as to what's important and what's exciting. You know, that reminds me of Colossians 3, where it says, um, since then you've been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above Mm-hmm. where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And the reason is because that's 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 mm-hmm. our end goal. That's the well, end and game. Don't you think that if that's where our minds and our eyes were, we would be more likely to invest money into missions? Oh, absolutely. And to do things with our money that helps spread the word and get more people exposed to the gospel. Well, to me, it's about focus and intention. When, you know, we set our hearts on things above, we set our minds on things above, then everything we do is really about that end goal. Yes. And that the journey, it keeps our awareness of what we're doing today. The job that I'm doing today, because we have to go to work, you know, has eternal purposes in that 
We can make a difference where we are. We can make a difference with our people that we work with. We can make a difference in, you know, we, we do earn that money so we can live, but also so we can give. Mm-hmm. And everything is set, like, toward that end goal. Like, mm-hmm. it's keeping ourselves aware. And that's where I think those distractions come in to get us, like, you know, like thinking about things here instead of things there. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of just, um, you know, we can, we can spend our money on things that, I mean, I don't, I think it's, you know, it's good. We have money. We should enjoy it, you know, and we need to live and, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying those things, but it's like, it's when those things become more important Mm -hmm. than are those eternal mm-hmm. things. Yes. And I think, too, one of the things that I have enjoyed just working with employees and working with the people around that I'm, I'm with every day is allowing them to see that I trust God for things. You know, uh, we had an incident at work not long ago where our, one of our employees was involved in a terrible accident. And I, from of the four people that were in the accident, two of them died. One of them is still not well. Our employee walked away. But I had also just prayed for protection of our employees along with another church member and you know and and so them seeing that you know that we prayed i i then told them you know after this accident i said earlier this week we prayed for protection of our employees Uh, and we did that based on um a lady from my church coming in saying that god has told me we need to pray for your business and so in in being obedient they saw the power of god at work and so we have that opportunity around us every day to be a witness to the people that are in our lives that we deal with every day. They see how we live our lives. They see how we can trust God. They see if we panic about things that are trivial or overreact. Um, and so when we have the opportunity to be a witness to those around us, it affects their future too. It you makes know, a difference. That's a good point, Joanne. I was talking to someone recently who had no grid for scripture, no grid for even the Bible story. So I gave him this quick Genesis to Revelation overview and kind of a a five-minute thing. So it was very, very fast and high level. But somewhat, and I know for me sometimes if I'm talking to someone who doesn't know Christ, doesn't know the story, maybe tend to not talk about the power and the presence and God's involvement in our life because, you know, you don't want to freak them out. But I started to, and I started talking about God's presence and His power and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit and all of that that He's given us. And and his response was, oh, well, that makes me feel better. Because they're, to recognize, even though he didn't have a grid, it was, well, if this, if you're going to talk to me about God, there should be some power, some presence, mm-hmm. some involvement in what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be just a God that's sitting in heaven waiting for us. A God that's involved in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's not nice. Ob- he's not an observer. Right. <laughs> he's, yes. He is yeah. a, an intricate part. He's mm-hmm. He created us, and so he cares so much about who we are, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That is very comforting. <laughs> it is. And he knows our potential. I mean, think about this. You know, so many times we have, you know, kind of a, a low opinion of what we're capable of or, you know, where we're going to end up doing, you know, what, whatever. But God knows our potential, and he has put in us... Great and mighty things. Mm. That's the piece, too, where you were talking about in Isaiah, you read, and and the lion eating grass, and nature basically conforming to his presence, Mm because in his presence in heaven. And that's the piece that as as we're here on earth, if we 
acknowledge and invite God's presence in, and then as our lives conform, as we recognize his presence more and, mm -hmm. and be aware of some of those eternal things mm -hmm. while we're here. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I think about the power of God, when someone who is a very corrupt or evil person gets saved and you see the change in them, you see the power of God at work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Changing hearts, changing lives. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if any of you have seen the movie. I can only imagine. Have you seen that? It's Mercy Me's lead singer. I've heard. I want Bart to. Millard. Oh my goodness, it was so good. And this, and really, I mean, he wrote the song. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. And have you heard that song? Oh, yes. It's about when you first see mm -hmm. Jesus when you're face to face. What are you going to do? You know, are you. And and to me, it's such a powerful, beautiful song. But the song came out of his life as a young man. His father was abusive. And he himself has described his father as a monster. Mm. And the fact that at the end of his life that God could change, he saw his, his father was redeemed and changed and transformed. And suddenly he, he had the father that he'd always longed for, a man he could look up to, a man he could, you know, aspire mm -hmm. to be like. A changed man. A changed man. Mm -hmm. The power of God and the power of that transformation really is where that that song came out of. And when you hear that, it's even more powerful when you understand the story behind it because God is just that awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is mm -hmm. no one who is too far out of reach mm -hmm. for God to take and train. I mean, he, he did it for me. And Paul says, I'm chief of all sinners. You know, he did it for Paul who was, you know, saying, yeah, let's stone him some more. Let's, you know, put those people in prison. I mean, he chased Christians down. Yes. That's the kind of man Paul was. <laughs> I mean, we tend to think of that's, that was Saul. We tend to think of Paul is just, oh, Paul, he was the great apostle. But God did something in him that was so powerful that he does in each one of us mm -hmm. that accepts, you know, Jesus' payment for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an amazing thing. It is an amazing and, thing. And it opens up eternity for us in a way that it, it's just incredible. Mm -hmm. There's such a peace. You know, when you come to accept Christ, there is such a peace that comes with it. And, you know, sometimes we forget about that initial experience of peace coming in and just that awesome feeling of knowing that you're secure and you know then you'll read someone's testimony and they talk about how this overwhelming peace just surrounded them and you know we walk in that and and we we, we can walk in that and live in that every day of our lives and we need to stop and appreciate how nice it is to have that peace uh, to feel that love to feel and to know that god is always there that you can always talk to god mm -hmm. um recently somebody told me to pray for them and I said, you do know God hears your prayers too, you know. And so it's easy to ask somebody else to pray because we have more faith in their prayers than we have in our own. Uh, but God hears you when you pray. And uh, I think it's important that we realize that God is not out of reach. He's not out of touch. He is right there and so easy to talk to. Um, and and then hearing the voice of God. Oh, goodness, I could talk for days about that. That's one of my hot buttons right now is the way that God speaks to you. But God is very real. And uh, we're going to have to end this day. Uh, it seems kind of quick. But uh, tomorrow we're going to get into a little bit of Jason's experience uh, with his father uh, when his father recently passed away. So we're looking forward to having all of you back here tomorrow again in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. 
is a time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps. Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.